Hey, this is David Perkins, pastor of Radiant Church. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. I hope and I pray that the content helps you grow as a follower of Jesus. We'd love to see you at one of our services on Sundays or maybe at our Bold Conference this summer. Remember this, those who look to Him are radiant. Bibles. Uh, let's go to Luke chapter two, um, and this is the this is a famous Christmas text. Uh, but in it, there's just this core idea, and it'll really be the theme verse for this series uh, that I want us to to just really hone in on and look at. Luke chapter two. You've heard it before. You probably heard it from Linus, but here we go. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. It'll cause. It's going to ignite. It's going to cause. As a result, it's going to cause great joy for all the people. (laughs) How many of you, when you think of church, that's what you think of? Just the most joyful people on the planet. Like, we got to work on that, you know? Like, I think the church of Jesus Christ has to be the most joyful people on the planet. Okay, good. I got three amens. That's what I'm like. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I like that. All right. For today, says the angel, for today, here's the reason. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So there's a reason. It's not fake. It's not just put a smile on your face and fake it. No, Jesus is real, Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the Savior, and so the people of God should be marked by great joy, will cause joy, and I wanna dig into that for the next few weeks. I just want us to go into Christmas with a a shot of let's be the people of God that are are marked by joy, it'll cause great joy. Jesus is born, all right? So let's pray together and we'll talk about it. Jesus, we love you today. And Father, I ask that what we read in Luke 2 would be true of your people, that we would be a people marked with great supernatural joy, that the joy of Jesus would be in us. The good news of the gospel would change us and transform us. And God, in a world honestly filled with depression, filled with so much sadness, We ask, Lord Jesus, that you would help us to carry the joy of the Lord. Lord, that we would carry not a a fake external, but a deep internal reality because of eternity, because of our Savior, because of Christ. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for sending your Son. We thank you for the incarnation. Jesus, born, changes our lives. We love you. We honor you. And everybody said amen. Have you ever met somebody that embodied supernatural joy? So their circumstance looked dire. Their circumstance may have been even difficult. Maybe it was wonderful, but they themselves, like when you see them, when you watch them, they had so much life, charisma, evidence of the Holy Spirit at work inside of them that you know that there was God at work. It was, it was not defined. The joy was not defined by circumstance, but the joy was defined by supernatural activity, God at work inside of them. I want you to try to think of maybe who that person could be. I mean, just kind of running movies in your mind. You've, however old you are, you've lived a while, right? You've got potential people so that it's not ethereal, 
but maybe there's some possible examples in your mind so that where we go today, we can actually take a step. Sometimes when you can imagine it, when you can see it, then it helps. I know for me, I, uh, when I was in a Christian school, when I was a first, second, third grade, uh, our school was in the basement of a church in Moscow, Idaho, all right? And just at the bottom of the hill, there was a nursing home. And one of the things that we did monthly was we would go visit the nursing home. And so they would take the first, second, and third graders. Kindergartners didn't go, but first grade, it was an afternoon activity. And we would go to this nursing home and there was a lady who couldn't speak. So almost everybody else could speak. And there was one lady, her name was Ruby. I remember that. Can you believe I remember that? I couldn't either, but I do. And so I was in the first grade and now this is 1983. So this doesn't sound high tech now, but for 1983, this was amazing. She couldn't speak, but she had this machine where she would look, she could look at a keyboard because she couldn't move. So she couldn't speak, couldn't move, but she would look at this keyboard, like this screen and this red dot. And she would, she could type like this and she would type out these little messages uh, for little kids. And so we were all supposed to go visit the different people in the nursing home. And yet Ruby's room was always filled, not just because of the technology, but because she was smiling ear to ear. And here she was, the one who had the most difficult physical circumstance in her, as she was uh, getting older. And yet she was the one that personified so much joy, so much love to little kids. There was a line to get into Ruby's room because she was embodying something internally that was far greater than what was going on externally. There was, there's God at work. There was joy in the midst of challenging circumstance. When we look at joy, joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Joy is God at work inside of us. It's not it's not just a mere fake external thing we put on the outside, kind of Pollyanna our way through and pretend. It is God at work inside of me. And right here in Luke 2, it's the result of here's Jesus. There is God has sent his son and the response, there's good news. The Messiah has come. And so we're talking today about actual joy that comes from Jesus. It's actually God at work inside of you. So you may be facing challenging circumstance. You may be going through trials, but God at work and the way that you look at eternity, the way that Jesus has taken up residency inside of you, you too, in the midst of whatever you're walking through, can have supernatural joy. You can walk with joy. So here's a few ideas. First of all, I want you to see this first. Jesus brings joy, just straight up. Jesus brings it. Like the, he brought it in his first coming. <laughs> We're gonna rejoice forever in eternity. And in salvation, when you come to Christ, there's great joy and there's the constant refilling, refueling. And there is joy that God can fill up your heart, fill up your tank even today. So it's not a one-time thing can happen again. We heard Les talk about that last week, over and over again. So if you're desiring, needing joy, 
God will do that even today, like even today. We're gonna go conclude with a ministry moment where we're gonna just open up our hearts and say, God, I need supernatural joy. Not pretend, not fake, not smiling with a good attitude and just pretending like things are okay, but an actual strength that comes from God in the midst of challenging circumstance. So I, I loved this idea. Just before this in Luke 1, listen to this. This is just kind of fun because here we have Jesus and we know at the birth in Luke 2, but even, even, <laughs> even in pregnancy, I just want you to see the story just because it's fun. And I'm not sure if this is revelation or if this is just fun, but you decide. But look at this, Luke 1:39. At that time, Mary got ready. So this is before Jesus born. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill this promise to her. And I just want you to see the moment Elizabeth responds, John the Baptist still in the womb. I mean, (laughs) baby in the womb, baby in the womb. Jesus is here. John's leaping for joy. I just want you to get that. I just want you to get that human response. Some of you may think, I don't know if that's silly or cool, but I thought it was cool. I just thought it was amazing. I just think, okay, it's this picture So even before the angel comes and says, hey, Jesus is gonna bring joy, Luke gives us this little tiny fun picture that goes, hey, old JB was jumping before the angel even came, right? Like there is joy. So then the angels say, hey, here's the good news. Shepherds are terrified, right? And you would be too, so would I. We'd all be freaked out. Oh my goodness, you gotta be kidding me. The sky lights up with angels, And it says they were terrified. So the angel says, yeah, you better be terrified. No, the angel says, hey, 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 don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. Now, people in our culture in the United States today would push back on the idea that somebody who is bringing the gospel is bringing something that will cause great joy. Many of them today would think, oh, you're bringing guilt. You're You're gonna beat me down. You're gonna bring shame, but let's look at this. Here is the message. This news of Jesus, this good news, this causes great joy. I'm telling you, the people of God marked by supernatural, God at work, circumstance does not dictate who I am type people will cause people to go, wow. Why do they have supernatural joy in the midst of hardship? She can't talk, she can't even move her arms, but I wanna be in her nursing home room because there's something going on that's not normal. And so when you think about your job, when you think about your family, when you think about your finances, when you have in your mind these constant reasons, okay, if I can just get all these circumstances right, then I'll be happy. I wanna encourage you, dial back. Lean into your relationship with God and go, no, in the midst of the valley, the trial, the challenge, I can walk with joy. Not because all things externally are right. And I got a little bit of news for you. In the next 50 years, you're probably not gonna always have everything externally right. 
So the constant attempt to get everything right so I can be happy. That may be good for American marketing, but it's miserable for walking with Christ. And so you gotta lock in with, in the midst of this pain, in the midst of this dark night, come on, light up my sky. I want to have great joy caused by Jesus. Jesus filling me with great joy. I love David's prayer, even in Psalm 51, when he says, restore, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Now, I, I, I love that Psalm, and I wanna encourage you just to take that. We know that context of that Psalm is David after sinning. But here's what the enemy will do for you. The enemy will come at you and say, because you've sinned, you'll, you'll never have joy in God. You, 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 can't, you can't walk like those, those joyful Christians. You're too messed up. Here's David having done worse than whatever you've done. I don't care how, what you've done. I don't care how messed up your life is. You have, <laughs> I'd seriously doubt you have killed someone that you had adultery with his wife. I just don't think that you've done that. And David comes before God and says, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. And I just want you to just get inside of you. God, on this December 8th, God, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. And maybe maybe, maybe you, got, you gave your life to Jesus 17 years ago and it's a little bit dying. You've got, you don't quite have the joy that you once, once had. Think of it as a crescendo. It doesn't need to fade out. Uh, God, restore unto me the joy. I want, I want the joy that comes from Jesus. I want joy in God. On Wednesday night uh, at prayer meeting, Sophia, who's getting baptized today, uh, she came to me and she was elated. And she said, David, I'm getting baptized on Sunday, grinning ear to ear. I mean, just alive. And I was like, yes. And she was like, yes. And we had kind of like a, yeah. She's like, yeah. She didn't have any more commentary. That's it. Mm, just, just happy face. And just, it's happening. And then she said this, she goes, and she goes, I feel like I'm in this process of getting clean. Now hear, hear that, hear that. Here's, here's what's going on inside of her. Came to know God. And she says, I'm in this process of getting clean. She goes, I'm finding freedom. I'm starting to get delivered from the things that have messed me up in the past. And here's what it was. It's just big smiley face, mm, God at work. Here's what I want you to get today. Hey, hey, big smiley face, God at work. God at work inside of you. Jesus transforming you will bring joy. Not that you get to the place of perfection today, but that you get to the place of God at work. And you watch, it will cause great joy. Looking at some shepherds in rough circumstance, they're going out and they're telling everybody in Luke 2 because there's some good news. I just want us to lock in with whatever you're going through. We live in a culture where most people think that the news of Jesus will be a restrainer of joy. Oh, I gotta stop doing all these things that I like. Okay, I'll shape up. Ah, those things will destroy you. You want really good news? He transforms your joys to his joys. And it's actually not a restrainer, it's an accelerator. <laughs> so that the, the Christians are actually the ones filled with joy. I love this section right here. Come on, you my people. What's up, what's up, what's up? I was a youth pastor for 20 years. You guys, I like that. Come on, I'll talk back to me. Here we go. They used to like throw stuff at me. That's so good. And they throw their pen at me. I'd be like, what's up? Yeah, eighth graders. Mm, all right. 
And so I want you to think of it that way. Okay, it's this. All right, it's it's God at work inside of me. So so it's not a it's not a it's not gonna kill my joy. No no no, it's gonna transform your joy into what God cares about. All right, second idea is this: Jesus exchanges our mourning for His joy. Famous text. Jesus quotes it in Luke four but he's quoting Isaiah 61. And I wanna read Isaiah 61. I just want you to hear this. It's called, uh, it's called Messianic Scripture. It's speaking of the Messiah. All right, so this is explaining what Jesus will do. I want you to see this. Isaiah, prophetically speaking of Jesus. And then Jesus says in Luke 4, he's fulfillment of Isaiah 61. But just listen to the language and imagine as I read it, imagine this happening in your life, all right? Isaiah 61, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. This is the, these are the things. This could be Jesus' joy checklist. These are things that brings Jesus joy. To proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives, and release from darkness for those prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. To provide for those who grieve in Zion. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. The oil of joy instead of mourning. And a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness. A planting of the Lord for the, for the display of his splendor. Now, just think about this exchange. This is what Jesus brings. This is what brings him joy. And this is what he wants to do for you. And if you get some of this, this will bring you some joy. This is not a fair exchange, right? I bring my ashes. He gives beauty. <laughs> what? I, I bring my mourning. M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. My mourning. And he gives me the oil of joy. This is an exchange. It is, it's a mind-blowing, not fair, unequal, you're the winner exchange. It is a great exchange. This week, um, my son Dawson lost his AirPods case, which created some drama in our house because there are a few things more valuable in 2019 than an AirPods case because Doss, 15, he takes classes online. And so those things are in his ears quite often, right? And so big deal for Doss. And so uh, he said, dad and mom, I need AirPod case. We said, what's up? You can use regular headphones. He said, for the love. I can't fathom going back in time and doing that. That would be too great a cost. We said, we're not buying you AirPod case. He said, it's for school. We said, so? So then he said, I will use my own money to get AirPod case. That sounded like I couldn't use right words there. AirPod case. Like I can't speak English. I'll work on it. And, and we said, no, that's not good stewardship. You're not doing that. He said, please. And Renata said, Dawson. Listen, you just lost them. Just give it a few days. It's quite probable we'll find it. We don't want to waste that money. Dawson, I need AirPod case. Uh, I'll pay any price for AirPod case. We said, okay, it's your money. We'll do it. You've, he's got a job. You, 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 okay, no problem. So we take him to the Apple store. He and Renata go in. He buys the AirPod case. Comes back out. He's happy. 
We get home, we have been home for 30 minutes. Mm. Mama knows best, mama knows best. We've been home for 30 minutes. And wise Renata gets a big smile on her face when Adeline Grace comes running through the house saying, look what I found, right? So as a result, we go back and we have an exchange. It's a fair exchange. We got exactly what we paid, which is great. Only America does that happen. But anyway, let's just thank God for America on that one. So we, <laughs> so we Dawson got his money back. He got a fair exchange. Let me tell you this. When you come to Jesus, you get more than a fair exchange. You come to Jesus, you don't say, hey, I bring you my life and I get a fair exchange. No, no. Imagine if Doss would have walked in and he would have said, sorry, mama knows best. Here they are. And they would have said, wow, we love you. Six AirPods for your family. Six MacBooks, six iPad Pros, all for you. That would have been an amazing exchange for us. That would have been a great exchange. That would have made Christmas 2019 great for five of us. Renata would have hated it, but for five of us, we would have loved it, right? This is unfair exchange. You mind-blowing, jaw-dropping, I bring my ashes and he gives beauty. I bring my mourning and he goes, I'll give you supernatural gladness, oil of joy in the midst of whatever you're walking through. This news of the coming of Jesus, Jesus taking up residency inside of you, Jesus at work on our planet today. God has come, the incarnation. This is not cute little news that doesn't change our lives, that we just talk about a little baby in the manger. This is life transforming. This is the stuff that we go, how, how, how on earth, God, are you doing this? How do you, how do you bring supernatural change in my life? I don't deserve this. This is better than I imagined. You give me beauty instead of ashes. You give me joy instead of mourning. You give me praise instead of despair. This is the work of Christ inside of you. This is the joy that Jesus brings. This is, this is supernatural. This is God at work. And it's not temporary. It's eternal. So Jesus brings joy. You're the beneficiary. You, you get the good stuff. When Jesus comes, Jesus begins to change your life. But it's also eternal. It's not just for a little while. Like forever and ever and ever, we are a part of God's joy. We're gonna sing rejoice in heaven. This is not temporary. This is eternal. Look at Jesus' commentary to his disciples just before he goes to the cross. Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. Huh. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice. So no one will take away your joy. You know, no one, no one can take it. You decide if you're gonna let other people rob you from your joy, right? You decide. Uh, 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 you, this joy can live inside, supernatural, God at work. 
And when I say this, I'm not saying that it's a fake, uh, not real. That's the way many people think when you talk about joy. Sit with them, talk over a cup of coffee. They say, no, 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 I want to be real. No, 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 no. We're talking about the most real. We're talking about the thing that's the most bedrock on the inside. So even here, you've got Jesus saying, you've got, you've got grief. For now, it's going to turn to joy. So you've got, it is possible to possess sorrow and joy at the same time. The question is, what is at the root? What is the foundation? What is eternal? So there's, there, I'm going through some hardship and I'm not pretending like it's easy. Now, this is, it's not, it's, it's hard. I'm, I, there's some sorrow, but you want to drill down deep into my heart. What's at my core? It's, it's Psalm 30, right? Joy will come in the morning. It's the same idea in Psalm 30. It's this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a dark night. Yeah, you got grief for a while, Jesus says to his disciples, but joy's coming. It's it's in the future. So you've got, both can coexist at the same time, but one is eternal. One's gonna last forever. The grief thing, the sorrow thing, that's that's temporary. That's that's not forever. Are you with me? So we're not we're not pretending. We're not pretending like looking at circumstances saying, I don't, I don't know, I'm gonna pretend to be joyful. No, 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 no. Jesus, Isaiah 53 says that he was a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Scripture also says he was anointed with the oil of joy or the oil of gladness above all of his companions. So there's sorrow as he goes to the cross. It's, it's real. He's a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering, but for the joy set before him, Hebrews 12, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He's got joy. So we're not, we're not playing games. It's not pretend. I'm pretend to have joy. No, in the midst of my sorrow, this very real trial, this very real pain, I'll consider it pure joy when I face these trials. And yeah, I go there. But you want to know what my macro story is? This thing ends with me rejoicing forever and ever. This thing does not end with me singing sad songs forever and ever. This ends with me with Revelation 5, a song of wow, forever and ever and ever, right? This is where this thing's going. So it may be the dark night, but joy will come. Joy will come. Weeping may endure for the night but joy comes in the morning. So I like to say it this way. This is, joy is your default setting. It's your default setting. You know what a default setting is, right? This is computer land, like right now we live. It's your default setting, right? We have a default setting when Renata and I are in the car together. It's called the heat on at full blast, no matter the temperature outside, right? My beautiful bride, she likes to be hot. I, she says warm, I say hot, Right? So it does not matter if it's 71 degrees outside, boom, all the way on red, all fan all the way up. Our car, when we're together, it's a default setting of heat, mm, full blast, right? If we get to a hotel room, first thing she does, oh, second thing, first thing she checks for bed bugs. Second thing she does is she goes, should I say that? Is that bad? I don't know. Um, she goes and turns the heat all the way up. Yeah, like you're like, no, 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 Renata just set it at what the temperature she wants. That's the temperature she wants it, all the way up, right? She has a default setting in her mind, her heart. It's gonna be hot, right? It's a default setting, doesn't matter. My car is set to hot. It, we may, I may sneak in for just a moment. Well, she's not paying attention. When she's smiling, when the kids trying to sing one of the songs, oh, da, 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 da. 
turn it down. A little bit of blue. But I can guarantee you, it's just a, a few moments before she notices and just, right? Let me tell you this. Joy, default setting, all the way up. Doesn't matter. You may go through some dark moments, but as a follower of Jesus, why? Because I am living with an internal relationship instead of an external circumstance that dictates my attitude, who I am. I got a relationship. Jesus has caused great joy. Ah, come on, get real, man. No, no, this is real, man. This is real. Oh, come on. No, no, talk about what's, stop talking in theory. No, 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 this is not theory. This is my story. This is a, a greater reality to me than my present financial debt. This is a greater reality to me than my current relational difficulty. This is a greater reality to me than all of this physical pain because one day I will have resurrected my body. I am not gonna live in pain forever. I will behold him forever and ever. I will sing songs with the heavenly scene for I, this is, I got, a, I got a default joy because that's where I'm going. I'm not staying here. Joy's gonna come. This is who you are. I know you don't feel that way all the time. Here's how you get there. I had this great theological debate with my dad this week because we were, we were fighting about this, which was really great. I talked about that Friday night. I was just, I love debates with my dad because we're fighting and some guys have fights with their dad about other things. We, we, we fight about, is this the work of the Holy Spirit inside of you or is this a choice? How does this work? You know, but here's the thing, it's both. That's what I say. It's this Holy Spirit's at work inside of me and man, there are days that you feel it, and there are days that you just allow your emotion to catch up with your conviction. And you go, all right, this is who I'm called to be as a, as a man or a woman of God. And so I want to invite you just to get, this is my default saying, this is who I am. I'm going to bounce back in that. All right, I want to give you a couple practical things here as you go into your week. And these are just simple ideas so that you can go in, choose joy this week, walk with joy. First one is this. This week, spend time in God's presence. You want to see joy accelerate in your life? Stop using every reason that you don't have time. Make it priority. Be alone with God. Psalm 1611, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Joy in your presence. That's where this thing's going. You get with God and you watch joy start to take place inside of you. In fact, it's always your relationships that bring joy, right? Like if you were to say, what, what, what brings joy in my life? You may, for a little while, take a little bit of joy in that new car, that new iPhone, that Roomba, and that's, that's big, but, but it's, 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 it's gone in a minute. You think back on your life and the things that bring you most joy, it's the relationships. It's, it's, it's the parent, it's the moment, it's the friend, it's the sibling, it's the child, it's the spouse, it's the friend, it's the brotherhood, it's the, you name it. You go, where, where, where can I look back and remember some joy? And it's, it's a relationship. Like this week, my greatest joy, it's, it's, it's not in my laptop, it's not in my house, it's not in my 2001 Suburban, everybody know that. It, it's not in stuff, it's in people, it's in relationships. You want to know your greatest relationship you have? God. You want real joy? Get with him. There's joy in his presence. Oh, not like, David, it's too dreamy. No, 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 it's not. No, commit to this. Get with him. Watch transformation take time. It'll happen. I mean, it'll build. Joy 
will grow inside of you. So get with him. I was thinking even this week, what brought joy this week? I had a moment yesterday with my boy Dawson. Great memory. Mm, Sooners win, huh? That was fun. You know what's more fun? Jumping up and down with my boy. Let's go out to Sonic and so We can look for a reason to go to Sonic. You know, like just memory, right? My two little girls, right? Reading a book together. It's been reading the same book to them since they were babies, right? Great memory. Oh, way more joy than I've got in a new something, right? You can't even compare it to new socks or a new house or a new... Yeah, that's, those are different. Socks, house, sorry. <laughs> I make this up as I go, so, uh. right? Like it's, you can't compare it, right? So I'm gonna, so, so, so I wanna encourage you, spend time. Spend time in the relationship that matters most. And the relationship that matters most will bring the most joy. Ah, oh, you've been with him. Ah, oh, he cares. He knows your name. He loves you. Second thing is this, sing joyfully. Just telling you, sing joyfully to God. Psalm 33 says, sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. If you will take steps, and I know everybody gets weird on this, but I'm gonna just say it. Consider while you're working out, while you're driving, when you're alone, whatever you do when you're by yourself, and actually sing to God. You'll watch. You'll watch praise, eyes fixed on him, start to, the way you see circumstance. You'll watch the Bible. If you sing lyrics about the word of God, cause the word of God to be on your tongue. It'll put your trust in him. And so even the way that you live out your day will be different. Listen to this, Proverbs 16, 20. This is just straight up Bible. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. Huh? When you're singing, I trust in you. I could be singing somebody else's song right now. I could be singing whatever's latest on the radio. I could, but you know what? I'm gonna, tr- I'm gonna trust in the Lord and you watch joy start to creep into your heart. You watch the circumstance won't dictate who you are. Jesus alive at work inside of you start to dictate who you are. Just watch it happen. Even if you're, even if you're a bad singer, which is most of us, just so you know. It's most of us. We all use that. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, I'm not a good singer. Shut up. It's so dumb. We're commanded to rejoice. We're commanded to sing. This isn't about you. Oh yeah, this is all about you and your voice. Uh Uh-huh. That's the dumbest logic I ever heard. No, I don't care if you're a good singer. Man, when we come together on Sundays, don't, don't play on your phone. Don't talk to the people next to you. No, come into the congregation. Just declare the greatness of who God is and you watch joy will start to rise. Okay, last one is this, last one. Okay, this is, just find your joy by engaging in what brings God joy. Here's what I mean by this. This Isaiah 61 idea, Jesus said he came to preach good news to the poor. If you started a process where you said, God, I want to preach myself or I want to, I don't care how you do it. I don't, I don't care if you tweet it, if you give towards gospel proclamation, if you... If you put verses in lattes, I don't know, but start to, it's dumb. It just, if you start to proclaim or get in a process where the gospel is being proclaimed, you start to care about what God cares about. You start to find joy in what he finds joy in. You'll not only start to experience more of God's joy in you, but you'll start to actually enjoy what lasts forever. 
So Isaiah 61, or he says, freedom for the captives. So giving yourself for, man, I want people to be set free. I want them to find freedom. I, I, I wanna give myself to helping the broken people. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit at Starbucks and I'm gonna have three or four people that were once in the, that right now are in the mess that I was once in. So I was once addicted to that. Now I've been set free and I could spend most of my time just trying to make more wealth, but I actually wanna give two hours a week to help the currently addicted get set free from what I used to be addicted to. And you watch, God cares about those people who are still in bondage and you watch, you'll start to find joy in his joy of those people being set free. God, you're gonna use me? Yes, I will. Ah, joy, 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 joy. You watch. No, 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 I thought it was just a joy if I get the red bow with the brand new Jeep, but like the commercial said, that's not joy. It will not last. That Jeep gets old. I promise. It will not endure. It will not endure for 20 years, but especially not endure for 10 million years. But if you start to engage in some of the things that God enjoys, then he says, comfort those who mourn. Maybe, maybe it's you being intentional about, I'm gonna, I'm gonna love some people. I'm gonna comfort them. I'm gonna, those who are hurting. You got an eye. Who's, who needs help? Who can I love? You start to care about what he cares about. Give yourself to it. You watch you will be surprised how joy will start to increase inside of you. And then he says, last one. He says, comfort for all who mourn. Free for the captives. Bind up the brokenhearted. Proclaim. Just, just checklists of what Jesus is about. What he said when he stepped on the scene. First thing he said, this has been fulfilled. He's just quoting Isaiah 61. If you'll engage in the things that God is engaged in, not only will you feel the pleasure of God and the joy that comes from that, you will actually have your joys start to change. So instead of finding joy in all the consumer things of America, when we show these videos, we say, hey, let's help the kids. Hey, let's help the unreached. Hey, let's help our city. Instead of going, yeah, yeah, it's kind of boring, whatever. You go, oh, yeah, let's help the kids. Yeah, let's proclaim Jesus to teenagers who are so messed up and they live in a world that is, is far worse than the world you lived in. Oh yeah, let's make a difference for the poor. Oh yeah, let's, let's, people that don't have Jesus, you talk about real poverty, people that don't know the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I care about that. And you'll increase your joy. Yesterday, my son Justice said, maybe it's Friday. He said, dad, I'm trying to like watching football because you like watching football. That's the message. Here's what he's saying. I'm going to pursue my joy in your joy. I wish it had been more spiritual than football, but <laughs> your father, your father, he's got some things he cares about. And when you give yourself to those things, your joy starts to be transformed into what he cares about. And you go, I care about proclaiming the good news. I'm gonna, the spirit of the sovereign Lord, it's on me. He's preparing me. I, I wanna preach good news to the poor. I wanna bind up the brokenhearted. I, 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 I wanna comfort those who mourn. I care about that more than I care about assets and pleasure and food. And I, no, I, nothing wrong with those things. Here are some things that these are the things that have my heart. These are, these are infinite joy. I'll just close with C.S. Lewis. He said this. You know it's coming, right? All the old theologians, they've been waiting for it the whole time. 
Our Lord finds our desires not too strong, but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling around with drink, sex, and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by holiday at the sea, we are too easily satisfied, too easily pleased. God doesn't wanna kill your joy. He wants to accelerate it. But it's when you find joy in him, not the world. Not joy in the world. It is joy to the world. Jesus, amen? Let's stand on our feet, let's just pray.